Hello, this is Donna Reesh of Character Inc., Language Lady, and Raising Kids with Character. We are glad to have you on this week's podcast episode, Wondering Wednesday, in which we answer questions that parents have concerning homeschooling, grammar, language arts, marriage, family, and much more. Today we're going to be talking about chores. I do have a few other podcast episodes about chores, organization, efficiency, and so on. We also have many, many chore posts at the blog at Character Inc. But today I would like to touch on an area that we get asked a lot about, and that is how we can take our children from seeing work at home as something that they have to do in order to get computer time or in order to get mom off their back, or in order to not get in trouble, versus how they can see working at home in a positive light. That is, how we can get our children on board. How we can get our children to see our work at home as not um, something that we do because we have to do it to get it done in order to move on, but instead it's something that we do as a family and how it builds up our family. I have a few goals here for you. Um, that I hope that I will touch on throughout this podcast episode. If you have more questions, feel free to send them in. You can go to any of the uh, Facebook pages, Character Inc., Language Lady, or Raising Kids with Character, or you can go to the Language Lady or Character Inc. blog and ask it there. Um, but the goals for this particular podcast episode this week include... Um, having us look at housework and spreading it out, the housework and other tasks around so that they are shared work as opposed to just being mom's work. Having children see that working at home is not something that they have to do, but rather something that we do for our family so that we can succeed in our family goals. Have children teach children to see a need and meet it. Teach them maximum efforts and help rather than the minimal to get by. Teaching children to take full responsibility for tasks, not just when they're asked or not just partial responsibility, and then have a working family who gets things done so that we can all pursue our other things and also so that we have more time together. I'm going to actually start on the upper end um, today of the age range of children. A lot of times I start out at the beginning, start out talking about preschool and early elementary, but I'm going to go in the other direction this time um, because I know many families who have uh, tweens and teens and they, they're looking at something like this and they're saying, I can barely get him to pick up his clothes off his bedroom floor, uh, much less do regular chores, much less look at it, his help in the family and look at what we're doing here as a family in the way that you're describing. So I want to start at the upper end and then we're going to work down into some general things and those of you who just have small children, how you can lay a foundation for this type of thinking and for this mindset in your family. First of all, some general starting points. The first thing I recommend is that you change your vocabulary. This is for everybody that um, unless you are a full-time homemaker with no small children, with no outside job at all, and with no children at home to homeschool, in which case you would be the unheard of full-time homemaker, and, and you should probably do the bulk of the housework if that's the way it is because that's your job, 
But unless you are fall in those categories, full-time homemaker with no small children, no outside jobs, and no homeschooling, then the work at home is not yours. Um, I know we have a tendency to look at how things used to be. We have a tendency to th- say, and even homeschoolers want to think of themselves as homemakers. We want to think of ourselves as stay-at-home moms. We want to think of ourselves as, as the, the keeper of the home, homemakers. However, we have to understand that the time that we are either giving to small children, if we have a lot of little kids, or the time we are giving to a part-time job, half-time job, and in some cases, full-time job, and the time that we are giving to homeschool is time that really makes us not a full-time homemaker. And um, while it's, you know, it's nice to think I'm a homeschooler and I'm a full-time homemaker, that really isn't the case. And so to look back in, you know, the 1950s or other times when there were many, many, many more women who did nothing but keep the home and, and their children were in school and they didn't have young children and they didn't do anything to make money for the family, those days are really just about just about completely gone. Now, we're not that we're not still homemaking. We are still homemaking, but we're not full-time homemakers. And so in that regard, to expect us to do full-time homemaking work is really unrealistic. So change your vocabulary. It's not mom's work. It's not even adult work. And it's not paid work. We'll talk about that a little bit later also. Next, uh, for the general starting point tips, is to consider how much household help the adults or parents will do and how much needs to be done by children. This is talking about for completion's sake, not necessarily for character training's sake. That's, a whole nother, that's another whole issue that we, wanted, that we want to talk about, the importance of, of having our children involved in um, housekeeping tasks and the, and the functioning and uh, running of the home just from a character training standpoint, because kids who come out of homes where they don't do any work at home are very, very handicapped. You know, they just have no skills to, to bring to the table, and they also have no character in the areas that homemaking, uh, the housework can build in children. And then finally, having a plan before presenting it to your children. I'm going to talk about that a little bit later too. But rather than just saying, okay, kids, this is it. We're going to all work together. We're going to be unified. And everybody is going to do household work and hear your jobs. And kind of doing it on the fly, you need to be unified as a couple and have a plan. So we'll talk about that also. So I'm going to move on, like I said, first of all, to older kids and or kids who are not used to much work around the home right now. If you have tweens and teens who who barely, you know, maybe do one little job a day, maybe they unload the dishwasher, or maybe they take out the trash only when it's full and only when you ask them to, or maybe they um, pick up their bedroom on Saturday mornings or whatever it might be, uh, Those that's the, the category that I'm describing right here, right now. The first thing that you need to do is to have a family meeting and to apologize to your children. I know that um, it might seem a little bit condescending or maybe even a little manipulative. But I don't mean to apologize so that they will help you. I mean apologize if you've let them down by not emphasizing family unity through working together. If you emphasize it from the beginning, your family outlook is a completely different outlook than if you haven't emphasized it. 
apologize if you have let them down by not expecting anything of them. So no character training in diligence, responsibility, thoroughness, uh, initiative. None of that has taken place. Apologize if you have let them down by not preparing them for the future, both character training wise, like I just mentioned, as well as skill wise. Then once you've apologized, even though you do need to have a plan in place tentatively, brainstorm with them. Um, I talk about this in our, uh, some of our other chore sessions and things, but one of the things that I found helpful in developing systems in our home, whether it was how to store the pots and pans or how to organize the, t- the animals and people and the toy shelves, or whether it was how to organize a, the do- you know, our daughter's dresser or our son's closet or whatever it might be, is to figure out the system together. That is, put your systems in place with your kids helping you create the system because it's so much easier for them to either keep it up if it's going to become theirs or for them to help you keep it up if they have been a part of the decision-making and the system um, creating from the beginning. So brainstorm with them. What do they think is appropriate for teens with jobs, homeschooling, sports, etc.? How would they like to divide the work? Now, you, you know, you might have some bad attitudes here. Um, if they're not used to doing things and they think you're going to take away 30 minutes of their free time a day, this can look really big to kids who are used to doing more or less what they want to do, what school has done. Um, I think that's a bad idea from the beginning. If you have small children to just say, okay, you've done your two hours of school, you've done your three hours of school or whatever, you are completely free. Um, it's, it's not healthy for kids to have that much free time all the time unless they are engaged in play, learning, work, those type of things on their own. Um, children who go to school, not that I think that we have to have the exact same schedule as school children, but they are engaged in learning all the time. So we always told our children, daytime is for learning and working and evenings are for fun. And with that mindset... Um, they knew that they didn't get done with school at 11 and then just go watch television, play video games, you know, um, be on the computer, whatever it might be, because daytime is not made for that. That is, that is for the evenings. Those kind of activities were for the evenings for us. And, um, that is is something I'm going to talk about here in just the little kids, but it's this whole mindset of how we use our time in general that will make a big difference also. Um, Then the next thing is to have a tentative plan in place. Um, That is, like I said, you're going to brainstorm with them, and I think that's a really good idea. Um, But um, with that brainstorming, they may or may not come up with some good ideas, or they may be angry, like I said, um, or you may already have some ideas that you want to put in place. Definitely let them know that you're willing to listen to them and hear their ideas. But have a tentative plan in place. Don't go into family meetings unprepared whenever you are you know, going to be trying to implement new things. You don't want to go into a family meeting and then just off the cuff start making, um, start giving instructions and making uh, jobs, uh, assignments, and so on and so forth. In any situation, in any family meeting, uh, you know, if you have a spouse, work together to come up with what that tentative plan is going to be and... Um, work on uh, being ready for that. 
first thing uh, for these older kids is to start with personal spaces. That is, each person of the family, without pay or reward, is responsible for their own spaces and their own belongings. This is the bare minimum of family living, and so you want to be sure that you start here if you have older children. If you have tweens and teens who do not pick up their room, they they do not get their laundry in the uh, dirty clothes hamper, um, their, their things are strewn about the living room. I've been talking on the blog lately about blitzes and cleaning blitzes and so forth. And one of those is the horizontal surface space. So if you have, um, you know, you can implement that too, to be sure that things get picked up, but they are, that the implement in them are instill in them, the concept that they are responsible for their own spaces and their own belongings. Next, move to daily, regular, measurable, must be done to function on a day by day basis types of chores. Uh, I have a couple of blog posts that are running right now, um, how to implement dailies and how to delight in the dailies. Those are for moms. But I also have our, my um, dishes, laundry, trash, two times a day posts and some other daily posts for you to check out that that would be next. What do we need to do to function in our family on a day-by-day -day basis, what chores need to be in place, what things have to be done all the time in order for our family to run well. And then also um, implement some times to work together as a family. Uh, if you d never work together as a family, this is going to be a little bit difficult at first, but it's going to be worth it. For one thing, there can be a lot of joy found in working together. We've had the opportunities, had so many opportunities through the years to work together on different things. We've worked together many, many times to help grandparents. We've worked together many, many times to help others, to make meals for others, to babysit for their children, to clean their house, to um, uh, help them get started in homeschooling all of those type of things. We've also worked together in our home to create systems, as I just mentioned, to clean out the garage, to do the yard work, those type of things, the, the things that you commonly think of in working together. Um, we've had the added blessing and benefit of being able to work together to help families with homeschooling and also to publish our books. And all of the work together times that we had previous to the book publishing and uh, conventions and homeschooling, homeschool workshops and also our family parenting seminars, all of the times that we had before that just helped build up to our working together at conventions and workshops and seminars and so forth and in our book publishing. So finding joy in working together, um, starting out small, maybe, you know, plan an hour. We're going to have an hour session on Saturday morning of garage cleaning or whatever. Um, and, you know, start with that. Uh, be sure that you're using work times that are convenient for everybody. One uh, definite way to have a problem with tweens and teens is to schedule something when they already have something in mind or already have something scheduled. So be sure you do that. Uh, just as a side note here, with our preteens and our teens, we always had calendar meetings every week in which we sat down with calendars and discussed schedules. And this was a way to develop family unity for sure, but it was also a way to, you know, we're talking about everybody's individual calendars. We're talking about our calendar as a family. We're talking about our work sessions. We're talking about our fun times. It kind of all becomes uh, one when we do the calendar meeting idea. And then don't uh, neglect, as you move along in this, harder projects together because these are teaching opportunities. These are skill-building opportunities that you don't want to miss. 
Next, with your tween and teen, is to appeal to them in love. Um, We have seven children, 17 through 32, and we made a lot of mistakes with our first couple of kids. And we we were very strict and we're still pretty strict, but we were very strict then. And um, we had a lot of harebrained ideas and half-baked notions, and whatever you want to call them, in which we had certain expectations that we now know were unrealistic or were not even necessary. And when I talk to our older kids, and especially my son specifically, who's 32, and who was our first and, and very great guinea pig, um, when we ask him, you know, why did you not rebel against everything that we were doing? And even though we sometimes it didn't make sense, and even though sometimes, um, you know, if you've read our blog post about uh, recipe for rebellion, even we we made mistakes and we caused things that should have caused a lot of rebellion, or that would have caused a lot of rebellion in in children many times because of our our uh, you know ineptness or or inexperience or maybe just you know being misguided but um and and so we actually did some of those things that we now call recipes for rebellion in our uh, high school and our tween and teen seminars um and you can get that at the blog too just google just type in recipe for rebellion at character inc um and he said it's because i knew you always had our best interest in mind and it is because you always let us talk to you about everything. So there is a lot to be said for appealing to this age group in love. That is um, just letting them know that you have made mistakes and you are sorry that you, you made these mistakes. You, you, know, you should have built skills in them. You should have built better character into them. You should have uh, had more family unity and actually initiated more family unity ideas and, and uh, concepts in your home. And uh, I have a few versions here of that verse that I like to, to think really is what saved our family in many instances when uh, my husband and I were unrealistic in our expectations. The New Living Translation, but because of our love, I prefer simply to ask you. New American Standard Version, yet for love's sake, I appeal to you. This is in Philippians, by the way. And the King James Version, yet for love's sake, I rather beseech thee. You might feel like you're beseeching at this point, but... Um, you know, do appeal to them in love, not that, not in the way that says, you don't do anything around here. I'm sick of it. I'm tired of you, you know, lying around, watching television, playing video games, um, you know, not doing anything that you're supposed to do, not helping the family. Because, and if you've been to our parenting seminar, you'll know what our line would be for this. Our line for this is that really it's your fault. And I know, you know, our society and Facebook and even blogs out there, they want us all a lot of times to feel like we shouldn't feel guilty for anything. You know, just give yourself a pat on the back, give yourself a break, cut yourself some slack, you know, and I'm not opposed to that because we can put very unrealistic expectations on ourselves. But there are times when we just need to say, you know what, I was wrong. I didn't build these skills in my children. I didn't develop character in them. I let them play video games during the school day. I let them watch television whenever they please. I put televisions in their rooms. I gave them smartphones when they were young. And I let them get on the internet when I shouldn't have. And these are our mistakes. And so we really need to appeal to them in love that we have made mistakes. Not that you're a bum and didn't, aren't doing anything to help, but I let this happen. 
And so we need to appeal to them in love and in um, humility as well. Now, it might be a little late, honestly, for some older kids to see the full benefit of this new approach that you're going to try to make and see their work as a great family thing or as part of a great family thing. And if that is the case for character training and for your sanity, you need to put something in place. Get unified as parents, as a couple, and implement a visible plan and do it anyway. They might not like it. They might not want to do it. But um, you need for them to help the family more than likely because every family needs everybody pitching in to, to make it run well. And they need to have that character training and those responsibilities. And so even if they, you know, you've done all of these things, you've apologized, you've appealed to them in love, you've discussed things, you've done the calendar meetings, and you've tried to focus on the chores and the things as something that we're going to do to build our family up, and, and you still feel like it's too late or it's not working, at that point, I would say go ahead and implement things anyway. Look up all of the podcast episodes that we've done on children and chores and on um, implementing three chore sessions a day on the dailies. Um, laundry, trash, and um, dishes twice a day, no matter what. Look up all of those and see how you can get started on some of this, even if they don't want to. I want to move on to the younger kids now. And I will say, and I know if you've listened to me much and if you come to our parenting seminar, that we, the younger the better. Quite honestly, if you could start out with your toddler with these mentalities and this mind, these mindsets, then things would really, really be different in how they look at your family, how they look at work, how they look at chores, how they look at morning routines, how they look at everything would be different. So if you have small children, take advantage of that. Don't, don't let that time go by in which you can instill these types of mentalities with them. The first thing is to start out with a family mentality. Um, we always like to cheer for our family when we had little children. We always like to chant, we are the best family. Our family is so great. Our family works together. We help each other. We love each other. Um, the Rishas are, the, are a great family. I'm glad I'm in the Rish family. And, you know, it sounds trite, but it really does instill in them a pride and a love for their family and makes them see how blessed they are. You know, when they're really young, they can't see how blessed they are. And then later on, if they've developed an independent, more self-absorbed mindset, they don't see it even if it's there, how blessed they are. So start out when they're very young, uh, you know, talking about the blessings of your family. Next, start out with the positive mentality about work. Work gets things done. Work is not a bad thing. You know, we, we have a tendency to, um, to have this negative mindset about work, and we instill this in our children because we're negative. I just wish I didn't have so much to do. Well, we all wish we didn't have so much to do. But what we're doing when we complain about our work all the time, either are the dads coming home from work and complaining about their work day, their workplace, their boss, you know, complaining about everything, uh, there or uh, you know, the moms at home with the children complaining about the work and how much we hate it is we're instilling in them that work is a bad thing. I truly think that one reason why my children look so positively upon work is because my husband never, I repeat, never complained about his job. 
even even in situations where he was being treated poorly, he just really, really didn't complain. There was one point in time uh, that there were some really negative things going on in his plant um, many, many years ago, another plant, and and they were letting people go who, you know, should not have been let go, and um, uh my husband ended up, they actually let everybody go, all the, everybody on uh, the upper staff, the management staff got let go, um, and then they brought all new in, younger, and so on and so forth, and my 32-year-old son to this day says that he looks back and he remembers his dad still talking positively about his boss and still telling the kids that they need to pray for his boss and not to hate him because of what he, what he did and letting everybody go. And, um, that had such a huge impact, but how we view our work is going to have a huge impact. So start out with our mindset, speaking positively about work to our children, speaking positively about our work outside our home, um, speaking about work that it is a blessing because it gets things done. Also, um, talking about the fact that getting work done gives us more time together and more time for other things that we can get our work done fast and then we have more time. So actually being quick, being efficient, being thorough, those kind of things are, are really things we want to build into our lives. Working hard is a good trait to have. We want to we want them to know that being a diligent worker is a good trait, that it's sought after. We want to praise them for hard work. Number three, start out with the concept that work at home is everybody's work. This can be taught from the very beginning. If you do not say, you know, help mom do her work or let's do some of mom's work. Um, instead, we talk about the work as a fa- as family. While mom and dad are in charge and we do have the ultimate responsibility for doing, for running a home. I'm not saying that we put our our responsibilities onto our children of running the home, um, even when we talk about our older kids helping with the little kids, it, those little kids are not their responsibility. They are our responsibility. But while mom and dad are in charge, we want to instill in our children the need for everybody to do their part to keep the home running. We all dirty dishes. We all soil clothes. We all eat food. We all uh, you know, accumulate dust. We all make floors messy. We all do those things. And so we all want to make our home better um, by working together. Next, have work sessions together with the reward at the end of the family doing something fun together. I would be careful of a few things here. For one thing, I would be careful of paying children for everything. Um, Personal space, personal belongings, no payment ever. You know, we pay our children for so many things that then when they become adults, they think they should be paid for everything. They get this mindset that, that they shouldn't have to do anything without pay. Secondly, we don't want to pay them for daily work that just is the upkeep of what, of messes that they help to create. So we would never pay our children for if they're, if they're on laundry duty or if they're on dish duty or if they're on trash duty or if they're on, you know, helping with meal duty or whatever it might be, because that is a part of living together in a home as a family. Now we can go, go up to the next step, more like weekly work or monthly work or something like that, or yard work, then um, 
you know, I see a little bit more wiggle room there of paying children or maybe having a job jar with paid jobs they can draw out or having a job list and they can choose and it's each job is worth a certain amount of money for those things above and beyond the daily upkeep and the regular family uh, upkeep as well as their personal upkeep. So um, the reward for uh, working is for the family to have fun. We want to link the whole concept of family fun and family work. Um, so we would often, you know, we're going to work really hard this week, you know, because Friday we are going to Chicago to the museums for the weekend. You know, family work and then family.